Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. It's great to have you with us. The primary and caucus season officially kicking off. President Trump winning the Iowa caucus last night despite record low temperatures and low turnout. Trump very handily beating Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy. It's safe to say an extra cold night for all those who finished second, third, and fourth. And President Trump now heading into the New Hampshire primary with full steam ahead. The latest New Hampshire primary polling, by the way, has the president leading Haley by as much as 20 points. The reality of it all that President Trump could soon be returned to the White House Setting in for the Marxist Dems, NBC News reporting, in fact, that fears are rising in the Pentagon. They're worried about him being president. You remember how General Milley used to walk around just sweating, driven by anxiety about the president of the United States? Well, that's happening again, at least amongst some in the Pentagon, worried that Trump will be elected and use the military in, quote, dictatorial ways when he gets back to the White House. Of course, that's exactly what Joe Biden has been doing for three years, leading by executive actions and executive orders and just simply ignoring Congress, doing whatever he wanted, throwing the borders wide open, not defending our sovereignty or our nation. It's extraordinary what these characters on the left are doing. After Biden throws the border wide open and brings in an estimated 10 million illegals and turns the border over to the cartels, Suddenly, the folks over in the Pentagon are worried about President Trump. My Lord, throwing conservatives and patriots in prison and not even charging BLM, Antifa, or any Marxist leftist. Biden, of course, is the essential puppet dictator. And now the Marxist Dems and Marxist nonprofit organizations coming together to try to change the leadership structure of our military. No more civilian control if Donald Trump is elected. 
that's actually going on right now. How's that for absolute deep state control? What's next? A totalitarian government? Well, that's certainly what'll happen if Joe Biden returns to the White House. The Marxist Dems, who time and time again use government agencies against their political opponents, then the Marxist Dems deploy their disinformation and misinformation propaganda against the American people. It's constant. It's daily, almost hourly. Even some Marxist Dem mayors and governors have finally had enough of the illegal immigrants who Joe Biden is bringing in, with the help, of course, of the cartels who control that southern border. They're being sent to cities all across the country, and some of those cities, the sanctuary cities, they're being overrun, they say. Instead of welcoming the illegals, well, in fact, they're now saying they can't handle anymore, and Chicago Governor J.B. Pritzker, in fact, begging Governor Greg Abbott of Texas for mercy. Please, he says, stop sending those illegal immigrants to Chicago. You wonder why he isn't talking to, well, Joe Biden. Here's Pritzker. Not enough has been done. There's no doubt about that. And I think that the president needs to do more. The Congress needs to do more. Uh, cities out here that are the target of this political game that Governor Abbott is playing uh, are suffering. And uh, here in Illinois, it's minus 29 degrees uh, outside with the wind chill. Uh, we have migrants that arrive from Texas virtually every day, uh, hundreds, and uh, we don't have places to put them. We don't have enough shelter space here. There are plenty of other cities where, you know, if he's going to send people, they could be sent. But no, he's choosing only Democratic states, Democratic cities. So what happened, Governor? Did you lose the White House phone number? It's Biden you need to talk to. Really, it's Barack Obama, too. They're the ones calling for the illegal immigrants to come in by the millions, and they're getting it done. And I'm sorry about your uh, sanctuary cities getting overrun, but that's what they are, after all, right? Sanctuaries. Embattled Marxist Fulton County DA Fannie Willis in church this weekend. She was there to give a speech. She took the time to let everybody know she's not perfect, but the Republicans are racist for going after her. We are at a time in history, people. Hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Willis forgets. She's the one who started the fight and made a gross miscalculation when she assumed President Trump and the Republican Party wouldn't fight back against her tyranny, her corruption, and exceedingly bad judgment. The Federal Aviation Administration has hit a new low, in their pursuit of woke diversity and inclusion and equity quotas, the FAA has implemented a diversity and inclusion hiring initiative. Boy, that's a mouthful. That specifically recruits people with disabilities, including people who are deaf, blind, have complete or partial paralysis, people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. For those of you who are unaware, this may not be the smartest program ever for one government agency, if that government agency is the FAA. The FAA is responsible for handling over 16 million flights a year, about 46,000 flights each and every day, with about 3 million Americans in the air 
flying each day. What could possibly go wrong? Well, our guest today is author Heather McDonald. Her latest book is entitled, When Race Trumps Merit, How the Pursuit of Equity Sacrifices Excellence, Destroys Beauty, and Threaten Lives. I hope you're listening, FAA. Heather, great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. Let's take up first the incredible report on the FAA, hiring psychiatrically and mentally disabled people for the FAA. As I said, what could possibly go wrong? Well, people have to be summon the courage to say that standards are not racist, they're not sexist, they're not classist, they're not, uh, you know, anti-disabledist. Colorblind, neutral standards are the way that a civilization saves itself, improves itself, saves people from from premature death through poverty and squalor, and yet we are so terrified to speak about the in in the case of race uh, diversity to speak about the massive academic skills gaps that prevent the facile attainment of diversity under neutral colorblind standards, that we're willing to simply destroy those standards in favor of mediocrity. Americans turn their eyes away because they are so well-meaning, they believe in racial etiquette, and they don't want to to take, bring attention to the pathological inner-city culture that is resulting in massive academic skills gaps, and and instead they're willing to put their own lives at risk through things like telling the FAA that it's more important that they get diverse flight controllers than ones who have the skills, the academic skills, the IQ, the the motor coordination uh, to to handle keeping planes safe in the air rather than crashing into each other. In the name of diversity, for crying out loud, uh, it's it, it boggles the mind. It, it is it, it, it's just impossible to understand how we've gotten to this position uh, in our society, in our culture, in our politics. Uh, and I have to say, right now, uh, as we're watching uh, the the caucuses unfold in in, in Iowa, and a selection of a president. Uh, I hope it's an election of a president, I should say, uh, an election of a president. And we have a group of people. The, the Democrat Party is now the Marxist Party in this country. And we have people who just don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to acknowledge that everything we saw over the course of the past couple of months at MIT, UPenn, uh, uh, at uh, Harvard, uh, these, at Cornell, we're we're watching a, a these are indoctrination factories uh, in matter of fact I mean they're a left-wing scam they're they're a program to subsidize left-wing Marxist uh, professors and give them an assured uh, income and sinecure that uh, will keep them sustained it has nothing to do really with education it's about student loans it's about uh these these ridiculous demands of dei crt you name it i i really think that higher education right now is a is a scam for the left it absolutely is it's a combination of deliberate mediocrity and deliberate uh propaganda 
you know, there's another aspect of universities that the right doesn't really talk enough about, which is that they have grown so bloated, they are, they are simply machines to try and get as many warm bodies on, you know, first-year seats who then are going to mostly drop out because, because these students who've been recruited through this incredibly obsessive effort on the part of university bureaucrats, they've got, they're, they're like these capitalist machines. They've got yield specialists and, and retention specialists, uh, all trying to just be like hucksters selling snake oil to get these students in. They don't care whether they're capable or not. All they want is that first year deposit uh, to so they can have a, a bigger budget in order to hire more bureaucrats um, and the degree of bureaucracy that is all dedicated to the fact that students are not prepared we have far too many people going to college far too many but the the, the liberal assumption and sometimes also I'm sad to say the conservative assumption is that unless you have a college degree your life is basically over you will live a life of of you know, thwarted ambition, thwarted capacity. You will never be able to develop yourself to your full potential. That's completely wrong. There are so many professions, occupations, skills that have nothing to do with what has become, in most cases, totally bogus degrees. I mean, a, mar a degree in marketing, you should not go to college for a degree in marketing. You should go to college if you want to study the classics, if you want to read Aeschylus and Euripides and, and Sophocles and the great works of philosophy, of, of Western literature, of art, if you want to study very demanding science. You should not be doing, you know, some pseudo- uh, com communications degree, but this is simply so that these colleges can continue expanding their student body. And the right has to start speaking very clearly, Lou, about the dignity and beauty of of crafts, and part of the reason why we don't talk about uh, hands-on skills is because males are more inclined to to figure things out, to want to work with machines, to tinker, to develop, and we are living in an anti-male culture right now. Females are much more obedient, docile, you know, they're taking over the universities, uh, both in student body and faculty and in administration, and so we want to perpetuate something that, that females up to a certain point do better than males. Now at the absolute top end of math skills, of STEM cell skills, uh, males still trounce females. But I, at the average level, females are better at sitting in seats and, you know, writing their, their, their mostly empty verbiage papers. Um, but, but colleges are, are absolutely uh, a betrayal of what they should be at this point. And, and again, I'm not even getting to the ideology that made the pro-Hamas mass collective outbreak of psychosis of supporting terrorists an absolute inevitability, Lou.
Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I really do. Because you, you, I mean, there are a host of issues, contributing factors to all of this. But the reality is that you've got so many of these young people on college and university campuses who really don't have a, a, a study path, uh, a concentration, a major. Uh, they're, and they're, what's, what better to do than to tear down all of the institutions of society and uh, cheer on uh, the Iranian-backed terrorists, uh, whether they're Hamas or Hezbollah, the Houthis, you name it, uh, we're going to take all of that up with Heather McDonald. Stay with us. We're coming right back. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Now with Heather McDonald and Heather, I I want to turn to the the electoral moment. Uh, we're we're we hear lots of people, and I'm sh- I'm shocked by some of the people who use the word progressive because they're uh, in opposition both politically and ideologically to Democrats, but they refuse to use the word Marxist when describing a Barack Obama or the Biden administration or regimes policies or. Uh, you know they're anti-America. They're pro. They are absolutely embedded in uh, Marxism, and and they refuse to call the Democrats Marxist. When I think that's precisely what they are, without exception. Well, I actually would preserve Marxism for something that is much more focused on destroying uh, free markets and capitalism. Now, you can say that, well, the overregulation uh, that Biden is doing, the insanity of the green energy uh, mission, the insanity of believing that you can make everybody drive electrical vehicles without impover- impoverishing us all of us by bringing down the electrical grids, uh, that that is anti-capitalist. But it is not, I, I don't think th- th- that is in service of a absolutely unreachable environmental goal. I don't think it's driven by the same hatred and belief in class revolution that drives Marxism. I, I think it's something uh, worse and less interesting, because Marxism at least had some interesting things to say about what was going on in the 19th century with the development of this new form of capitalism and and workers, proletarian workers in factories that is very different than than how human beings had organized their economies in previous centuries. And so we can we can disagree with Marx's uh, conclusions but but some of his observations i think were were not 
uh, fanciful. What's going on, I think, is even worse, which is a hatred for all of Western civilization. It's a civilization deemed too white and too male. Uh, and for that reason, it has to come down. Uh, so this is this is beyond something much more than than economics. It's about the very possibility of people striving for excellence without being told that by virtue of being white, male, and heterosexual, they are going to be at the absolute bottom of the heap when it comes to getting jobs, when it comes to college admissions, admissions to law school, medical school, advancement in medical school, becoming a doctor. Uh, if you have a, a, a son or a grandson who is white and heterosexual, he's going to have a very difficult time competing on his merits for the rest of his life. He's going to be handicapped by hatred. Handicapped by hatred. I, and I and I will, I, I want to just take a moment to explain uh, why I think that that Marxist uh, uh, template works uh, in this instance. And that is because we saw in the 60s and the 70s a shift in this country away from the, the Marxists who were following the usual prescription, that is, talking about class warfare, talking about the proletariat uh, and, and the revolution that they expected. They they were disappointed in every uh, at every turn, nearly, in the United States, uh, the unique American experience. So what they did was they, in my judgment, they shifted to education. They shifted to professionals, uh, professions. Uh, they shifted to the, uh, politics, and they and they flew under false flags for the longest time. Uh, they the Great Society uh, under Johnson, for example, moved government uh, just lavishly across the 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 entire scope of governance. And what we have now is a government that is uh, inculcated into uh, government and, uh, in, in my judgment, a state ownership uh, of property and control. It's inculcated throughout our government. The Marxists are in charge of the Democrat Party. They are in charge of the permanent bureaucracy. They are in charge of every agency and every department of the federal government. Uh, and by the way, they are now coexisting with corp the corporatists, the corporate globalists, uh, and uh, it's, to me, straightforwardly, we are moving so far from capitalism uh, that it's getting very, very tricky when we talk about markets, because these markets are regulated to a point uh, that's remarkable. And, and by the way, being international markets now, not simply domestic markets, uh, they, we are connected as we've never been uh, to uh, the other civilizations, if you will, and the other uh, countries around the world. Uh, it, we're, we're, we're an international nation now, I think, without doubt. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, we certainly believe that we have no right to insist on our own uh, inherent culture, that we must be have our immigration policy determined by people living outside the country based on their whim to get here, not based on what people within the country believe in. Uh, there's no question. I was talking to a, a guy in Middle Eastern studies in 
University of Pennsylvania, and he explicitly said, we in, in that universities are supposed to be uh, go beyond nationalists. We're supposed to be post-nationalists. He actually said that, and therefore he thought that why do the Jews get away with believing in Zionism? He thought this was unfair on a college campus and that, that uh, people that believe in Israel were violating what should be now the dominant academic ideology. But I'm just going to push back again, Lou, for the sake of an interesting discussion. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there, there's a theory out there among conservatives that this was all a deliberate uh, plan, the long march through the institutions, to quote Marcuse. I just don't believe it. I think it was incremental. I don't think there was anybody like some sort of communist five-year plan that set out to take things over. I think there was pressure to expand government welfare. There was a, a race ideology that we had to uh, atone for our centuries of, of racial abuse and, and, and hatred and cruelty. So we're going to expand the welfare state. But we are not, as, as much as we are in many instances, destroying a lot of freedom of entrepreneurs to to make decisions and and you respond to market signals we are not close to destroying free markets nobody the the hollywood moguls and the tech moguls that are the the big supporters of the democratic party really do not fear that they're going to have to uh give up their their industrial enterprises for for a national takeover you know we're not going to nationalize google or or amazon uh you know some of these people jeff bezos he is a capitalist par excellence so i again i i don't think it was a plan and the only thing you know the the other thing that conservatives who who say oh cultural marxism they say well marxism has hierarchies it says there's good people and bad people categorically cultural marxism does the same thing you're you're bad if you're white, you're good if you're an underrepresented minority, therefore the same. I, I think that obscures more than it, it clarifies because, again, this is driven by uh, a, a, an identity ideology, not a hatred for the free market. I, I, would, I, would, I would love if I thought that all of these idiot young people were really at risk of losing their access to their Starbucks and their and their smartphones. But, no. you know, the, the free market is going to continue pumping out these goodies, even as these idiots don't deserve them for an instant. Well, you and I agree about what they, what they deserve. We are talking with Heather McDonald. And as you can tell, uh, we're having a lot of fun. I hope you are, because we're going to talk some more Marxism. We're going to talk some communism. And we're going to see if there's any relationship between the oppressed and the oppressor, the uh, the the class structure of classical uh, Marxism, uh, and, uh, and ultimately the extension to communism. But we're going to do it in, I assure you, hurried terms and move on to other things as well, including... Why in the world did MIT's president get away with everything that the other presidents who've lost their jobs in the Ivy League, uh, they didn't get away with it? We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking with Heather McDonald, and I, I just got to turn quickly to, to Harvard and MIT and UPenn and Cornell. And why in the world... Uh, why in the world are we watching institutions, like, particularly with Harvard? Uh, the Harvard Corporation, uh, which is its management group, uh, sitting there influenced mightily, I think, by Barack Obama, both in bringing Claudine Gay to the presidency and also keeping her there despite cases of plagiarism and outright bigotry in terms of her performance before Congress. How in the world could there be any doubt in the minds of a governing body for one of these uh, dis uh, distinguished Ivy League schools uh, with what to do with plagiarism, with what to do with bigotry? Uh, to to your, your thoughts. Because we're all living through a race hustle, Lou. The, the elites are not willing to be honest about meritocracy and the incompatibility between meritocracy and diversity. Any institution that tells you that it is uh, dedicated to diversity is telling you sotto voce that it is discarded meritocratic standards of excellence and achievement that keep people safe, that keep people uh, able to account on future scientific invest, you know, research and, and discoveries, uh, because you cannot have meritocracy and diversity at the same time, given the vast academic skills gap. And let me just throw out one number so your listeners can have some sense of what I'm talking about here, Lou, 66% uh, of black 12th graders do not possess even partial mastery of basic 12th grade math skills such as doing arithmetic or reading a graph. 66% are not capable of doing those things. Uh, the, the number of black 12th graders who are advanced in math is too small to show up statistically on a national sample. According to uh, the ACT, only 2% of black 12th graders are college ready. And yet, we know that we have at Harvard, you know, it's about 14% black. All of the diversity that we see in our institutions today is achieved because of this skills gap through vast racial preferences that admit blacks and to a slightly lesser extent Hispanics with academic skills as measured in task sco test scores that would be automatically disqualifying if presented by whites and Asians. So we have two tiers of students, we have two tiers of faculty, and the elites like the Harvard Corporation uh, are not willing 
to tell the truth about the academic skills gap. And so they're going to continue using race, not skills, as the main mechanism of advancement. And so they were absolutely dedicated to preserving Claudine Gay. The reason she was there was because of her race. And it's a very bizarre discourse that these universities are forced to engage in, because on the one hand, they'll trumpet the fact that she's the first black female president at Harvard, and and the, the first uh, notice that the Harvard Corporation put out about her was all she's done so great to, to make us focus even further in our curriculum at the vast racial inequities at Harvard and elsewhere, which is complete BS. There are no racial inequities at Harvard and elsewhere. Elsewhere, unless you're talking about reverse discrimination against whites and Asians. But the degree of commitment to this racial ideology is so great that it is completely blinding. It's silencing. It's deafening. Uh, and, and it's going to take a heck of a lot of effort for ordinary Americans to take their civilization back. And what it's going to take is telling the truth about the academic skills gap uh, so that there's an understanding that when we are promoting diversity, we are promoting uh, lower skills and mediocrity. Yeah, I think people have to come to terms with that. There's no question about it. Fannie Willis, the district attorney down in Fulton County, Georgia, uh, apparently got $14.6 million from the Justice Department in uh, 2020. What did she spend that money on? It's very curious because she is uh, prosecuting, as you know, the President of the United States, 16 others uh, for the uh, for irregularities, I'll put it that way, in the 2020 election. She also spent some of that money apparently on lavish voc uh, vacations with her lover, the special counsel that she put in place who has never before tried a federal case that paid him $640,000. She goes to her church, and at her church, she says this, you cannot expect black women to be perfect. And there it is. She played the race card straightforwardly. She said that the entire investigation by the House Judiciary Committee of her, that $14 million is all racist. And guess what? Yep. That's this. That's where we are. That's it's yep. now a racist uh, motivated uh, calculation rather than uh, political. You get the final thought here. Well, yes. I mean, it, it, the only people who can be uh, fired for cause that we think, well, maybe you didn't get that promotion is because you didn't deserve it, is a white person. But with blacks, you're first under mandate to hire people based on race. And then if somebody doesn't get a promotion, if there's finally some reckoning with a, a colorblind meritocratic standard, the only allowable explanation for that is racism. It's an automatic excuse. Now, you know, uh, there's obviously plenty of white people who are corrupt and who are are stealing from the government coffers and and who are put into positions <laughs> that they don't deserve. Uh, but the, and and there's black people that, that's true too. I mean, this is the nature of of human institutions. But at this point, uh, if you're black, you have an automatic excuse. You will always play the race card, and we saw Claudine Gay do that as well. And you know, Lou, I am looking forward to the next couple of weeks when the Harvard students come back on campus after their Christmas break, because there there Harvard will have a student revolt on its hands because they all believe the thing that Claudine Gay wrote. 
just just amazing model and self-pity in the New York Times after she resigned, which is that the reason she was canceled was because she was black. This is complete BS. The reason she was there was because she was black. The reason she was held on for so long was because she was black. She was fired instead in spite of being black. But the student body at Harvard is going to be an open revolt, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's going to also give us a sure, you know, a real test. It's going to be a, a well, a meritocracy moment because if they do as you suggest they will do, uh, then their IQs are not as high as they once were uh, for Harvard students, and their uh, uh, reason for being there is something beyond uh, what we uh, would normally assume of a Harvard student. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating. You're exactly right. And it's always fascinating to talk with you, Heather. We thank you so much. Come back here soon, please. Heather McDonald, Great American. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. Congresswoman Nancy Mace is our guest. Please join us. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, Apple TV, Roku, Frank Speech, and more. And that's at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.